podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Welcome to the Forest Man Podcast. Hey! Hey. It's Survival Special, Pod 256, sponsored by Vector Printing for your printing board you need. Go to Vector.co.uk, it's Vector with Okay. And JCIS, Global Research and Brand Consultancy from South London. Visit JC-IS, not JCIS.com, as Andy Street said last week, dot com. I will. There you go. Just, yeah. Slightly passive aggressive digger, Andy Street. That's what you stepped in. You know what mean? Slightly passive aggressive. just straight sent for him. Yeah. I oh, see. I don't like it because I think oh. it, it looks like red on top of blue, not red and blue. But so that's obviously the kit and not John's website. Let's introduce the guest first, of course, John Curran, Mr. JCIS. It's an honour to be back. You're such a charmer, uh, Kevin Day. Hello there. That uh, rattling sound effect was Pasta going into a Wayne's game. Oh, I, don't that, think I thought these, it was cat food. Uh, I don't think these mics pick it up anyway. So, oh, oh really? You have to add that in. Break the fourth well, wall. You, you, maybe you should get different <laughs> get different mics for the pod extra because they don't pick me up at all. What, what pod extra? The pod extra mics. <laughs> just just you know your mic is smooched off of the whole thing. <laughs> Hi, Night. Hi. How are you? Nah, I'm fine. Yeah. Good. Um, you should have said spoiler alert before you said survival special. Mm. There'll be Palace fans waiting to the end of the season to see what happens. <laughs> well, like we, like they're waiting. Actually, like they're waiting for us to yeah. tell them what's happening. Um, this, sorry, this Hepcap from Gypsy Hill Brewery is delicious. <laughs> Shameless. Shameless uh, we bro. should thank Gypsy Hill Brewery. Do you, for you, us, do you know what would go well after that? Us, Jamesons. Jamesons. Jamesons yeah. would go down well. Can we have some free Jamesons? Yeah. Mm. Anything yeah, else? It could be more subtle about it. Virgin bu- business class. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Joe, I love helicopters. Yeah. Um, so thank you to Dipsy Hill Brewery for sending us these beers. I've been drinking one for about an hour now, and it's it's nice. How's um, that? Twenty milliliters? Is it? <laughs> so that's going to be it's going to be a fun wedding, isn't it? <laughs> um, so Spoiler alert! Oh, sorry. Come on. Um, bit of admin before we start talking about well, loads of things. Um, the Foundation Play on the Pitch event mm-hmm. that we were giving away a place for, which is the right-back spot in Sasser's team in second half. We've got a winner. All right. Ooh. Brilliant. Congratulations. So we asked everyone to retweet a tweet, and from everyone that retweeted, the winner is... Can we get a drum roll of some sort? Or <laughs> <laughs> That's just weird. Um, you asked for it. No, what he was doing. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> the winner is... Samir Chimasaini. Oh, well done, Samir. Well done. Whose name I probably said wrong again. So congratulations. We'll be in contact with you to sort that out with the foundation. Brilliant. Um, Also, the beer festival coming up. Oh. When's that? Day day before my wedding, actually. Which I believe Gypsy Hill 
brewery will be you, you'd have thought so yeah. Yeah. out of your yeah. wedding and the Palace Beer Festival what do you say is the most important out of the two of those obviously my wedding there's going to be more beer at a beer festival <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yeah there will actually yeah <laughs> I, um, hope, I hope they'll be selling Hepcat as well the, the beer we're drinking no, you won't need to buy it they'll so. be selling lots of it yeah you've mentioned I'll it enough say. now John it's, <laughs> I think it's good it's good you know um, what he does for a living he's, he's, he's brand consulting yeah true it's a jazzy session IPA <laughs> It goes very well with roast lamb. He's and, ridden off the back of and, a can. And but, rimmed hats. Okay, oh, calm down. <laughs> calm down, John. Um, so we've got two tickets to give... No, two pairs of tickets to give away for the beer festival. And uh, we asked people to send us in their best... That's four tickets for those of you counting at home. Hashtag CPFC Beer 11 suggestions. What? We've had quite a few. I've got what? two of the latest ones. Are you ready for them? Yeah. yeah. James Allison has yeah. suggested Aki... Real Ale Arty. Oh, it's not bad. Real Ale Arty, that's good. And Dizzy Hendo, oh, yeah. sorry, Dizzy Hendro, has suggested Lefe Kuki. Lefe Kuki, yeah. That's a type of beer. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Just yeah. About. I'm going to think of one. I'm going to be quiet until so I Lefe think of one. Lefe is a lovely Belgian beer, in case anyone in Belgium is. It is a lovely. Anyway, so keep sending those in up until, I guess, next week at some point. With the hashtag CPFC Beer 11, we'll pick our two favourites, and you'll get two tickets each to the Beer Festival, which is next Saturday, I think. So anyway, let's crack on with... Palace-related stuff. Before we get to the Stoke game, which obviously Palace secured survival in, we, there's literally just had the end-of-season awards. Yeah. Would, yeah. You, would you like to hear the winners? Of course. Yes, please. I'd love to. So, in fact, you can see if you can guess what they were. Get a bit of time, um, John, I think John's already seen them anyway. Yeah. Young Player of the Year. Young Wambisaka? Yeah, got to be. Of Correct. Yeah. Ram, Aaron Wambisaka. Goal of the season. Uh, oh. Um, the team goal. What the oh, team goal in the against, Bright- against Brighton? No, against, no, against, against uh, Leicester. Leicester. No, incorrect. Um, I, I, well, I would hope it was Lucas, Lucas free kick. Lucas against Southampton away. Lucas free kick. It is a Lucas goal. Which oh, one do you reckon it Southampton is? Southampton away. Uh, the the free kick. Saints away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Saints away. Um, community player of the season. Stab in the dark. PVA. Oh, very. Right. Yeah, yeah. uh, special achievement was Nye Kirby for winning the World Cup with England. Oh, and, yeah, good. And That's good. Player of the year. Wealth. It was a will. Although apparently there was only 250 votes in it out of 5,000. Wow. Between, do I, know they, I don't know, but I'm assuming either... Jordan Much? Tompkins or Luca, I'd have said, surely, for the other... <laughs> well, it's interesting, because I think McCarthy uh, last week, MacArthur rather said Tompkins would be his... Yeah. Probably his choice. Well, but also, as well, it is interesting, because I think it's the first season for a long time where we've had proper choice. Mm. Four well, or five not players. just Julian <laughs> well basically yeah but it's four of, well, or Wilf basically yeah. it's four or five players that you wouldn't yeah. go oh that's just surprising. and yeah, yeah at the start of this season John if you just said we'll get to the end of it we'll have three or four players definitely up for it we'll be mid-table you know you would just wouldn't, I mean Wilf was out for the first seven games so you wouldn't be, maybe have him in, in well I in think two thirds of the season we wouldn't have thought we would have had well. so many options what is, what, what's the community player of the year I'm, I'm assuming a player that does Charity Good. stuff like I think PVA does a lot with the foundation. He does, he? yeah. Okay, and, and, yeah. and other charities and the healthy eating thing that's been mentioned as well. Um, well two thirds of the way through the season, you wouldn't think we'd be having a Player of the Year award. And also, didn't Wilf win uh, Premier League Player of the Month? And it's the yeah, first yeah, time a Palace player's won it since two thousand and four yeah. or something like that. Guessing is AJ. Yeah, probably. James McArthur, to be honest, if he if he if he played at the start of the season, the way he's been playing the second part of the season, would be up there for. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Well, I mean, Macca came on the pod four days later, scored the goal in a in a, in yeah. a winner. Would you? I've worked out the record of other players that have come on the pod. Do you think we're a positive or a negative 
influence. Oh, well, Mele was on bef- days before the playoff final, so positive. Yeah, but yeah. also the cup final. Oh. oh yeah, but that is actually the only defeat that Palace players have had since being on the pod. Is it? Because the others are Damo when he came on, we then won one 0 Watford in September 2015, and then Punch last season before he smashed the whole four yeah. yeah, yeah. So if the club's listening, players, yeah. and they want wins, <laughs> get them on the pod. Um, so what do you think of those? Uh, well, I guess Wilf is obvious. Young Player of the Year for you, John AWB. That makes sense. It's got to be. Totally makes sense. I mean, to to come in how he did, and although actually all the three games, first three games or whatever he played, we lost. It wasn't about that. It was about how he conducted himself. Yeah, and there was there were big games to make a Premier League debut in. And you saw Wilf being interviewed about him on on Palace TV, and it was you know he was saying we didn't quite know where he came from, but all of a sudden he was training with us. Yeah. And I couldn't get past him. Yeah. It was really insightful. He, he basically sort of got plucked out of full, full training with the under-23s, didn't he, when they needed people to fill in, and mm. then just kept smashing it. Well, I think Roy Hodgson has been quite open about the fact that he wasn't on his radar, and if it wasn't for the injury crisis, he wouldn't have gone yeah. anywhere near picking yeah. him, which is, you know, I think part of a longer conversation about the, the sadness that even Roy Hodgson wouldn't necessarily pick young players is a shame but it's a conversation for a different day but it's it's how these things work out isn't it it's just it's like a Hollywood musical it's like the kid from the chorus line comes in yeah and he's brilliant and he's just Ruben hops hops to cheek for the beer maybe how long does anyone think it's been 10 minutes it's taken a long time for yeah. Yeah. yeah by the way if there was a musical yeah, on, on the beer. AWB career yeah. I'd watch that I'd watch, yeah. You, you, well, you watch musicals full stop. Yeah. Oh, mate, you I went to see the Tina musical. No, don't. It's amazing. It's so good. The Tina Turner really? musical. Oh, it's so it good. It's called Tina. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Oh, maybe we'll, get some, get some, we'll get some free tickets for that now. It's, right? yeah, it's, it's, so, it's so good. Everyone yeah. go and see it. Um, oh, sweet. Yeah, I will do. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, the thing, I mean, at the start of the season, there was there was a few, you know, went to, AWB went to Hong Kong with Palace. Yeah. But was by no means the big name there in terms of young players. There was... Um, Lokilo so Lemeca. Lemeca. Lemeca Kai Kai was still there Kai Kai was around yeah. I mean he would have been bottom of that pile and, and yet I think it proves to young players that any time during the season any opportunity even with a manager who's not looking to pick youth team players you can get a chance and he smashed it as well well I think it must be because I think at the start of the season Lokilo was the one that everyone was sort of whispering mm. about and it might, it just shows how difficult I mean we know with my nephew Tom so it's a, it's so it's so volatile young piece of football because it can change yeah. in, a, mm. in a week with it, it's, so, it's so often the luck of the draw as to who gets the opportunity and who gets fit and, yeah. but it's just brilliant that Wan-Bissaka is it's always good to see players on the academy it'll be interesting to see whether there is a couple more academy led starting on Sunday now that West Brom hopefully we had will be going we down. had my namesake on the bench didn't we away down at Bournemouth and yeah. you hope maybe as it is a it's a dead robber now isn't it because West Brom are down West Brom are down but although John's got a theory about there's money to be made yeah. by a win yeah. so oh, if we go up to 10 yes. plays yeah. it'll be a considerable is, amount yeah. of money there but, is. Uh, which would be great and it would be our joint highest Premier League finish mm. as well yeah yeah. Tenth, yeah. if we got on the party yeah. Yeah. quite nice to actually can I talk about a couple of players that are actually not youth team players but have quietly gone about 
and getting the one of the best defensive partnerships I think in recent years. Fantastic pairing, Saka and Tompkins. Yeah. Yes, still never lost. I, I think it's fifteen games now, fourteen or fifteen. That's crazy. We've been again with AWB. We've been saying for years in this podcast: When's the next youth team player going to come through? Well, is it going to be a local lad? Will he get a chance? Yes, and he's done it. When are we going to get a settled partnership at the back? Yeah, we've now got we've got it again. These well, things are happening for us. I, I, notwithstanding what happens in the transfer market. If if we start next season with the back four with Wambisaka, Patrick, and those two centre backs, you'd be that's a really good. You'd be dead tough with really that. Good back forward. I mean, the thing with Saka, watching Saka, you still kind of your heart's in your mouth a little bit. It's still, yeah. it looks like he does things almost. Act, you know, because Tompkins is all composure and positioning, and mm. Saka is all arms and legs, and somehow seems to get away with stuff. Mm. But yeah, but it, a couple of things. I think both goals came from uh, Sacco breaking down attacks mm. and I wouldn't say passing the ball for but more you know bouncing off his shit and I think there's something really important about those two and the the, the record's incredible yeah. okay and it but I've been kind of I don't know PVA's been getting there's always seems to be an undercurrent of criticism about him mm. okay? I love PVA I yeah. think he's brilliant but, but the criticism usually comes from uh, he isn't very good defensively he's very good I have been yearning for pace on the left yeah. and right right mm-hmm. yearning for it and mm-hmm. when you have the likes of that pairing in the middle it doesn't matter if crosses come in because they're, yeah. they're going to take yeah, yeah. and at the same time that what we're really going to have to talk about is Wayne Hennessy in the last third of the season because been, maybe that's created a sense of confidence for yeah, him yeah. he's yeah. catching stuff in the air so all of a sudden it doesn't matter what so I'm just getting Andy Street on conference yeah. call <laughs> but you know you, so those two coming in has actually created a complete sense of confidence, not just with the back four, but with the keeper as well. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. haven't even we haven't even seen Cavalieri play. Yeah, no. But well, it's, it's interesting yeah. with with the Van Arnholt goal on Saturday when Chris Kamara was doing quite a decent analysis of it and how Stokes defending fell down and how the right back let him go and whatever. But he said he said having said that he said what's what's Patrick Van Arnold doing there in the first place? Yeah. Hmm. They wouldn't be. You just don't expect. He's not a wing back. Yeah, he's a fullback yeah. who's who's in line with 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 Wilf, and and it wasn't the first time. It's quite a few times when he's mm. and we've seen that. Mm. And yet, but he's got the pace to to cover back, and that's where Wan Bissaka is the same. It, Going it, forward, he's great, it, and he it, puts it, really good crosses yeah, in as well. That's what I was about to say. That's where the, the, the imbalance is when you've got Wardy on the other side, who's more conservative, more cautious because he hasn't got the pace to get out of it. When you, if you've got Wan Bissaka and Patrick, and it will go wrong occasionally, mm. but it's just. There's just a sort of joy to watching mm. Palace play at the moment. There's a liberation about watching Palace play mm. that's fantastic. And that comes from, I think, having two really good holding midfield players yeah. and having two centre-backs that are... Mm. It's just proper grown-up centre-backs, the likes of which we're not used to. Well, and it's grown-up football in a way. And I think I think John's point about Hennessy is really it's really important because he, he, he does deserve a bit of credit because yeah. he's playing... James McArthur was really interesting last week. He said he, couldn't, he just can't understand why there's ever been criticism, ever, which is interesting and loyal. But in the past seven or eight games, he's just, it's not just saving shots. It's coming off his line, both yeah. in the air and on the ground. It's being the, commanding being commanding the back the box, four are yeah. playing probably 10 yards further on than they were at the start of the season because they, they've obviously got confidence in him and him in them and I think he deserves a lot of credit and I, I hope I really hope he, he stays as our as our second choice keeper his, yeah. his kicking has oh, been I mean super, I, yeah. he's up there with all the other top yeah, keepers in the couple, division there was one there was one magnificent throw he did yeah and it, that that 
aspect of his game has gone a lot mm. better as well, picking people mm. out and and constructive sort of forward thinking football. Well, he's mixed it up as well because he's not he's he's actually rolling it short a couple of times now as well. Mm-hmm. So clearly, opposing teams are, are you know, set out with thinking that he's always going to kick it long, mm. but he's mixing it up a lot more, yeah. which I presume is under instructions. And like Ed says, there's a couple of really good pinpoint throws out. Yeah, this feels very weird for us all to be praising Wayne Enzi. I think it's the first time ever on the pod. But is this simply a confidence thing then, John? Because he looks... He's a tall man anyway, but he looks a few inches taller. He just looks more confident. Yeah. I agree. Wales to win the World Cup. <laughs> it's, yeah. Next time. Uh, uh, yeah. I know, it, it, it's, it's all about confidence. Uh, you know, Adam Sells is the person to really talk about goalkeeping. But with my limited knowledge of goalkeeping, you know, I've always ha- had this opinion... Um, and I was always taught as a keeper that you had to command your area. And, you know, if that meant that you had to punch your own defenders, you did that. And yeah. that's what you were taught, right? And it was your area. And I never thought Wayne Hennessy did that. And he is doing it now. You see a kind of mm. an anger on his face if things aren't going right. So, yeah, it's confidence. Maybe it's a new goalkeeping coach. Yes. I mean, yeah, I think are. there was yeah, probably yeah. a lot of time when the previous goalkeeping yeah. coach was waiting to go to Everton. Yeah. And you have to think about where, where's the headspace in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so I think that there are lots of different levels there. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I was at the Watford game in the pub before the Watford game and people were saying, the thing about Wayne Hennessy, he's always kicking the ball out. And the previous game, he kicked the ball out once. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we were playing with no number <laughs> yeah, nine. Yeah. So yeah. that's the mindset a lot of us Palace fans have. Yeah. It's still, yeah. same thing with PVA you know, there's a kind of negativity and yeah. we're going to have to let that go a little bit. We're in the same way that other fans have with, have with Wilf. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. It's not, it's, it is negative. It's also a reluctance to, to get rid of perceived opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. 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 But the interesting about Hennessy is he talks a lot more now. You can see him talking to them. Yeah. And you That's can see that yeah. Tom, Tompkins and, and Sacco, Sacco talk, talk to him, him a lot more as well. And yeah. for me, the Watford game is a really interesting one because I thought the save he made from Ward, which would have been an own goal, was a, a, a crack, a really, really good save. Mm. And suddenly, whereas at the start of the season, people would have said, oh, well done, Hennessy, for saving that. People are now going, they're not even talking about it. Yeah. Because they're just assuming that he will make those... Well, should we link it back to the game on Saturday then? Because I mean, I don't really feel there was many talking points from the game, but obviously there was three goals, and the first one was scored by Shakiri. No keepers getting that really, are they? I know it's come off Ruben in the wall. When I first, because Ed and I were in Birmingham on Saturday for uh, my father-in-law's birthday, so it was a group. So Ed's luckily Ed's very. I was under instructions not to check my phone. But Ed's very good at passing messages. But when I first, when I saw the goal first, I, I genuinely thought, oh, looking the way the wall was set up, I thought Hennessy's left far too much space. And when I saw it go in, I, I blamed Hennessy. But then, as Chris Kamara said, you see the, before the deflection, it was going straight into Hennessy's arms. You see from behind the goal, it was going straight mm-hmm. at Hennessy. So it was just... It wasn't very as good everyone makes out in terms so it was of... A very, it was another goal, essentially. It was, yeah. it was, Who did well, it come off? Well, it was Ruben that gave it away gave as well, wasn't cheek. it? Well, it yeah. was, I mean, that's, Poor decision, that that, that's a young player because yeah. he yeah. did that against... He was one of the pre, I think it was against Watford yeah. where he was trying to take players on you know, it was like Zaha, what Zaha used yeah. to do. But in the yeah. wrong And, and, and yes. this, is, this is what you have to learn. He calls the goal. And that first, the first half, we weren't firing with all cylinders, but Stoke were doing nothing. <laughs> they were. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they were just hoofing the ball up to um, crouch. No yeah. midfielder was running through to get the flick on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was, just, it was waiting for us to score. I thought yeah. Loftus-Cheek would have got away with that foul on Shakira if Shakira hadn't been that much shorter than him. 
Yeah, maybe. Because he kind yeah, yeah. of, it, mm. it, was, it was physical, but it's because <laughs> but he, he put himself put his, in that position, he, didn't he? He did, yeah. And Shakiri sort of outwitted him a little yeah. bit in that. Yeah, that a more experienced but, player. Yeah. Sort of. In fact, when Shakiri stepped up, yeah. I, I just I knew that was going to be a goal. I just knew some reason, something about yeah. it, him yeah, striking yeah. balls. But Stoke, well, I was, was watching the live feed that Steve McLaren was doing for the BBC, and he was just. So he just when Stoke scored, he said, "Doesn't matter. Palace will win this game." <laughs> oh, really? Oh yeah. Just said. I, 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 I totally had the same it, feeling. Palace, I was yeah. waiting. He just said yeah. Palace, and his second half, the second he said half we were all over. He it. said they'll step it up, and and like after about fifteen minutes, he said, before we even scored, he said, this, it's, it, "Palace can score as many as they want." Yeah. Well, before we scored, Benteke came on, and we've been talking in recent games about Benteke not having the impact when he came on, but actually, he, really he just started the move. Made both goals. For both Made, goals. Both Made both goals. Yeah, so even again, he's not yeah. scoring these goals, yeah. and his stats all suggest he's had a bad season. And the, he's actually well, it's not involved. just about the stats, you've got to watch the, you know. Well, the first one in particular, because I think, was it Glenn Johnson? He got, he got to the ball. Glenn Johnson had a yard head start on him and mm. Benteke got to the ball ahead of him to flick it on to, to Wilf. For the break. For the break. Yeah. That was, mm. pro- that was all Benteke. Yeah. And that was all desire and all physical strength. And the second one is really good control and he picked out a really good pass and to Sort of sprayed it wide, yeah, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think that I was talking to my son Dexter, we watched it together and I was... We, we both agreed that that was probably Benteke's best performance this season. Not because he changed the game as such, although that comes into it. He he dropped back and received the ball in yeah. his own area. That's what Glenn Murray's been doing all yeah. season. Yeah. That's what any that's what any striker yeah. does. Yeah. He looked faster. Actually, yeah. he was running with the ball. He didn't look like a kind of, you know, the kind of Benteke we were expecting to have with a yeah. bit of yeah. kick in him. So he had all these type of things. And you didn't notice that it was Benteke on the mm. ball because it was just neat. Yeah. You know, mm. but he, he he made a little sort of. That's why the at Watford in the first half, the the, the two up front, Zahar and Townsend, wasn't working because they were too split and the ball was coming back. But against Stoke, away from home, the ball was staying. We were getting, you know, it wasn't just coming back onto our back four. He was he was controlling it. He was keeping yeah. it. And then Townsend and Zahar were running yeah. beyond him. So were the midfield players running beyond him, and he was picking out passes. And he wasn't necessarily always trying to bust a gut to to catch up with them but he was providing an almost extra stability at the top of midfield to, mm. to allow those players to go ahead of him because like I mean, again how many times have you seen that with Palace when you've got four or five players getting ahead of the ball mm. when we're outnumbering the home team in situations like that and mm. do you think actually dropping Benteke has actually kind of worked worked a bit of magic for him I don't know about that I just think he's. A, I just think he's a we said it before I think he's a good player having a bad season I just yeah. I mm. really hope he stays to sort out because he just gives us an extra dimension and a different, a different yeah. way of playing. But I, I, it's, what was interesting as well, talking to Stoke fans afterwards, and a really good mate of mine, just Stoke fan, it's just like they had no complaints. Just like Palace mm. were the better side. Mm. You watched the Swansea Southampton game last night. We're better than we're better. Than, you know what? Other thing as well. I was quite proud of this as my mate, as a Stoke fan, pointed out the the Patrick Van Arnholt tweet yeah. afterwards about yeah. that was a real Stoke classy, fans. yeah. Which Stoke responded to, and also Peter Crouch congratulating yeah. Palace fans for staying. There was more for, Palace fans than Stoke I know, but fans. He said, but they applauded. They applauded us. He yeah. said fans of other teams would have been. T- and it's like mm. taking a mick. Yeah. Just cast, but I just, I just cast my mind back to some times under Simon Jordan when it was hard to be proud to be a Palace fan. Yeah, yeah. Because you heard all these stories about how boorish his behaviour was and how the club behaved to, to mm. local uh, suppliers and, and how other teams just didn't like and and how. 
it's so easy to be proud of Palace at the moment. The way Hodgson mm. conducted himself afterwards yeah. was fantastic. The way Palace, you know, you saw, I, I was really uneasy about the Southampton team celebrating on the pitch last night. Yeah, that's in front a of Swansea mm. fans. It's like, it, you don't do that. Behave the way we Also, behave. you're not mathematically well, safe. That, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, but I thought we Imagine I thought, if it turned around now. I oh, my we God. Conducted, I thought we conducted ourselves brilliantly, and I was really proud of that afterwards. The fact that the way Roy Hodgson talked about how upset he was to relegate a team but when he's talking about the integrity of the Premier League that you have to go up there mm. and play as well as you can to, out of fairness to the other teams but if anyone's like, going to yeah. be classy in a situation like that it's Roy Hodgson isn't it oh, it's, yeah. old, and it's, yeah. great. it's easy to be classy when you when you yeah. won which, which is nice but it, it's it just it's easy not to be as well you know? it is but it's just at the moment it's just yeah. I'm, I'm just very proud of being a Palace what fan what do you want to do with them for the pod yeah. for the first time this season everything makes sense it does, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it takes the pod title before yeah. the pod title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything but makes sense, yeah. I'm always wary of then we put on kind of rose tinted glasses, and, yes. you know. And but it does feel the fact that the, the squad has kept together, you know, as as one James MacArthur mentioned that last yeah. week, you know, is, is really important. So um, yeah, I think I think as long as we don't have rose tinted glasses, we need to address. There's stuff to be addressed, right? Well, I think uh, in response to that, I think it's really interesting that Steve Parrish has said <laughs> yesterday and today that he takes responsibility for the what happened in the first weeks of the season, that he, mm. he created an atmosphere that was negative, that didn't think through the, the De Boer appointment, didn't react early enough to mm. signs that things were going badly and perhaps should have sacked De Boer after the first game because it was quite clear. Mm. He indicated that when he saw the team sheet for the first game, he kind of thought he might have made a mistake. I think it's important that he does acknowledge that. And you're right, we shouldn't have rose tinted glass, but at the same time, I think we can allow ourselves a slight element of satisfaction in that. Mm. Nobody since 1899, 1900 have lost yes. their first, first seven, seven games yeah, yeah. and stayed up. It yeah. is a remarkable achievement. And... and the media are kind of it's been lost a little bit this weekend the media are kind of going yeah well done Roy Hodgson that's brilliant but in the excitement of what's been happening with other clubs in the relegation battle mm. it's not quite got the same mm. celebration Impact. it should deserve because it, should, it is yeah, yeah. it should but, but it's maybe, taken but, us up nine maybe, John's maybe right. ten places yeah. but, yeah, but maybe John's right maybe that's for the best that there isn't a kind of triumphant is it, is celebration it, is it in a way we as well to... because a lot of people just kind of assumed we'd be okay you know because we're Palace and we've got a good squad and a good manager uh, everyone was saying even at the end of last season when all the pundits were doing the who do you think is going to be relegated mm. sweepstakes nobody said Palace no. and at the start of this season they were all saying Palace are definitely going to be relegated so I think it is yeah. it's mm. not like a normal sort of uh, uh, last minute uh, deus ex machina or a manager that swoops in to save us mm. where we'll go up a few places and just dodge relegation that he's done a huge job with yeah. us like taking us from abject bottom of the table hopeless looking Ball, like we're going to have breaking. a derby yeah. season yeah, yeah, yeah. or a villa season yeah. to, to be in 11 well, currently said, possibly 10th he, he said himself season. didn't he on Saturday night that he's, he's, his biggest hope he said him and Ray Lewington said well maybe if by the last game of the season we're still in with a shout that's all you can hope for so I think he's probably yeah. a, a little surprised but what we have to do now and it is pertinent to what John was just saying is that We've managed to shoot ourselves in the foot so regularly in the last few seasons. We have to, yeah. we have to keep him. Mm. We have to keep him. And Parish has to listen. Has, he has to sit him down and say, "Who do you want to bring in? Who do you want to stay?" And we'll do our very, very best to yeah. bring those players in. Yeah. And Can keep I offer you something, John? Just on the back of this Hodgson talk, is that he is nominated for Manager of the Year, yeah. Yeah. and he was very gracious about when asked about that on Saturday. I was saying there are other managers who deserve it more, but 
Given, well, given the task, Chris he's Hughes, what do you... What is, is he? Yeah. Is it, it's, mm. it's Hewton, Hodgson, Guardiola. Deitch, Hewton, Deitch, yeah. and Guardiola. Pochettino, maybe? I don't know. Well, I, can't I can't remember. Do you think he should, be, he should get it? I, I mean, it'd be nice as a Palace fan that he it's gets, gonna be Guardiola it, he gets it. But you know, he's getting it... To, he's getting it because he did Mission Impossible, mm. right? Dyche is getting it because he's got a... This, I don't know if it's an average squad. I don't know how you describe the squad, yeah, but he created something really special at Burnley. Okay, so, and then there's Guardiola, who has apparently played the best football ever in the Premiership with a shoestring of a budget. <laughs> so, you know, it, it would be nice. I, I would, I'd love a Palace manager eventually to win it because they did some really kind of. Because we didn't have the, to fire fight. Because we were no, yeah, 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 You know, yeah. but um, I, th- I think just quickly on. On the back of this, this idea, the, the amazing achievement of losing the first seven games, not scoring in the first seven, we were extremely fortunate. We were able to almost, well, we didn't even have to keep in there because we kept on losing. Mm. Other teams around us were tanking. Yeah. And there was the opportunity and we took it. Yeah. And that, that's the achievement. Things that we have to address is that we have not won a point without Zaha on the team. That's, <laughs> yeah. not, that's, yeah, yeah. that's not good enough. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And the other thing is January transfer window, yeah. Rakip and Jack, right? Yeah. I'm, I, I, I need someone yeah. to talk me through that because I don't understand it. It was yeah. the most abstract. I think, was, I think it was desperation as a way. Okay, it was, so, but, but we've got a director of football now. But these are infrastructure questions, right, that we have to... Address. The injuries as well. The injuries is a massive thing, and you can't really be blaming anyone yeah. there, right, for that. But where we we can't win a game without Zaha on the team, that fact, yeah, yeah. fact. Yeah. There's no excuse there, right? Yeah. yeah. Other teams were tanking around us. We were lucky. That was the we could have been cut adrift after the seven seven yeah, games, and we weren't, right? Yeah. And well, we tra- only got as well. It was only four points after eleven as well. well okay, yeah. So it wasn't. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. and then the other thing is um, the transfer January, where yeah. you, you were th- we were thinking here's Roy's chance to be backed. Yeah. Surely that was in the contract that he was going to be backed, and and really wasn't. So the achievement's even bigger. But these are essential infrastructure mm. questions yes. that yeah, have yeah. to be addressed. Well, as we said on the pod extra. Yeah. Um, uh, what's his name? Roy. Uh, Roy has. <laughs> <laughs> Roy has. I was thinking about Kevin because when I think of Pod Extra now, I think about Kevin because yeah, he's yeah. moaning about not being on it. Um, Roy let down a marker by calling out publicly Steve and Dougie and Josh and Harris, the owners, and saying they have. These are his words. They have a big job this summer really? in the wow. transfer market. Wow. I mean, he couldn't be more clear there, could he? That he that he there. has not been backed and he wants to be did backed. He, obviously, I don't listen to the pod extra for you know, artistic <laughs> it's, it's reasons. It's a brilliant but, listen. Yeah. But, um, so did he say that to you specifically? No, or did he no, say no, no. In, the the, in the post-match press conference. That's interesting. I've not yeah. seen that. And, and, and he said it in the week before. Right, but, but also, right. we have to put this in, into reality. The transfer window is different. It shuts before well, the season starts. That's true. And historically, Parrish is very slow on that. He waits for the last day. And you can understand that from a business point of view pod you call it out yeah when he was manager at palace you know he said we're traditionally slow here yeah yeah it, it just can't happen we need to be building now the kind of day one the culture absolutely the culture of this team absolutely. that resonates in throughout the whole club and fans and everything every time we get john on we get a whole thought anthropological kind of study of palace yeah, good you'd like to think well, the club it's, would it's be better listening. than me yeah, just yeah. ending every season we're going europe next season yeah <laughs> but yeah it's, <laughs> but, it's, it's, yeah but you'd, you'd imagine you're right absolutely you'd, you'd, you'd imagine 
or you'd hope that Roy has already identified players that he wants to bring. I don't think there'll be many. Yeah, I think you'll be talking. Well, we, well to be fair, we have got a keeper coming in on the first of July, so we yeah. know we know that. Guaita, you'd imagine Gaeta. Roy Hodgson's hinted that we'll do anything we can to get Loftus Cheek if he's available mm-hmm. and try and That'd put ourselves brilliant. ahead of that queue. So I think we're only looking at two other players possibly well, on, on the, top but, of those but two, then but Roy has stated in the yeah. the, the Stoke, post Stoke one that players are leaving yeah. right. and, that, and th- that means but, we need to get in yeah. and then you need them to click and glue quickly right so but, there's a, there's their challenges ahead yeah. but that's another thing as well and it was really interesting to hear MacArthur talk last week about being a bit confused about the speculation because his contract's not up yeah. and he wants to stay anyway but whether it's a mistake or whether it's deliberate or whether it's administrative policy, whatever you you can't have nine players being out of contracts at the same time. You sim- uh, you can't. Well, I, don't, you sim- I don't think we do. Apparently, I think, no, I think a figure. few of them will be like Hennessy. I think it's it's got another couple of a year at least on it. Mate, I think uh, Maka obviously has Kelly. I think it's Kabay and Ward are the two. Kabay and Ward are the two big ones. Yeah. Nemo and Chungi are the other ones. Mm. I, I think all four. And then there's Loftus Cheek. Saka, yeah, Bakary, right. Saka. and that's really Bakary. I think Bakary. I think I wouldn't be surprised mm. if Bakary stays. If, well, I think if Wolves mm. come in for him, then I think he might go there. But he's on he's on a lot of money at Palace. He's, he's so. 30, yeah. He is. He's thirty years old. Yeah. We've got yeah. someone to replace Ward with in one Bissaka. Yeah, we the still worry. I think is the someone Kabai. else a backup. Yeah. yeah. Um, shall we wrap up? No, let's let's quickly then before we wrap up part one, talk about the new kit. Yeah. The kit was released today. Ooh. Puma. Fade. Oh, so what do you up. think of all that? Oh, we've grown up. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? It's nice to have like a fancy sponsor. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Fancy, no, fancy don't get me wrong. Fancy I, I like it. Oh, kit Macron. Yeah, Macron. I like you, Macron. Don't, don't, yeah. don't. Oh, we can get some Macron shirts. Yeah, yeah, shirts do, yeah, 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 I think Woody Wake is. Don't tell them that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's nice to see like that little logo on the kit. The way kit, the way kit looks great, and the the red stripe on it's yeah. the old white with a diagonal sash, mm. and the, the oh. red stripe looks like the admiral thing. But yeah. I like the home kit. It's nice. What they yeah, call I like, it? I like the, the faded stripe. Is that what they call oh, it? I think so. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. it looks. I I like it, but I think it looks a bit like red on top of blue rather than red and blue. Which is such a like a mm. tiny little. That's gonna do. To yeah, that's gonna definitely keep me up. <laughs> I like the shoulder, the epaulets yeah, yeah. on the on it the way. Like one though. of my old shirts that I've washed a lot. Yeah, kind of fake. Well, it looks, like the it looks, looks very much like a the previous Palace one when we had the sash for the home. Remember for a home shirt yeah, under yeah, Warnock. Yeah, area yeah. area making. That was area, yeah. That was just. I once uh, uh, facilitated a workshop and in the workshop. Oh, this pod's changed. Yeah, this, 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 <laughs> this pod really has changed. It? it was in New York, and um, <laughs> one of the guys who was there was the at the time the head of branding for Puma and he spoke about Puma being a lifestyle brand oh, and nice. um, so I'm wondering if that's going to resonate through the, mu- the kind of oh, melted red and blue Puma lifestyle Puma long live yeah yes, wow. in many ways, it's a premium brand in many ways John yeah. the FYP podcast is a lifestyle brand it's many yeah. ways yeah. in yeah. many ways it works yeah. 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 perfectly with Puma is that X, X long life is that X is that their fancy way of saying XXL no, what no no, <laughs> no. <laughs> X Long Live. Long oh, Live right. is Wilf's clothing brand. Oh, okay, right. So okay. Puma, like the collaboration well, between the two, maybe. As long as Puma make them in darts player size, that's fine. They look quite tight. The ones <laughs> on, the, on, the, on the oh no, they're, they're, they're Arsenal awesome tight. tight, right? Yeah. Are they? Yeah, they're oh, proper that's, tight. Actually, that, that's so. I'm just going to carry on about the Puma thing. <laughs> Carnaby Street. There's a Puma shop, and it's it's a stone's throw from Steve headquarters of the Palace, right? Oh. And it's always got Arsenal in there. 
So if we don't start seeing palace shirts, yeah, along with gypsy, no, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we we um, don't see palace shirts in there. That'd be a bloody disgrace. Do you think yeah. that's subconsciously why he's decided to choose Puma? I hope because he, he walks past it and goes, <laughs> "Bloody <laughs> hell, not that row. But then also, our oh, lifestyle brand. Arsenal mm-hmm. very much a lifestyle yeah. brand, yeah. 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 They're not football. So wasn't anyway, it, wasn't it nice to Crystal see, Palace fan TV, I can't wait. <laughs> was it nice to see the Emirates full of 60,000 people who were very upset at seeing Arsene Wenger? It was, go. yeah. They changed their tune quickly, didn't they? Yeah. Just yeah. turned around the banners that went Wenger out. To <laughs> <them>. <laughs> I, was, I, really, I really miss you, Arsene. Please stay. Like, Messi, yeah. Arsene. Okay, oh, um, okay, cool. So we all, we all like the kit? Yeah, yeah, I love it. Very nice. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. This is a very positive Best pod. ever kit. Yeah. Europe 2019. Couldn't go one pod without doing that. Right, that's it. Of part one in part two we'll be answering your questions so join us in a bit welcome back to the five-year plan podcast part two fifty six sponsored by vector printing for your printing board of your needs go to vector.co.uk it's vector for the okay okay and JCIS, the global research and brand consultancy from South London. Is it jc-is.com? I will. Oh, very oh. nice. Radio I, I, I must admit, James MacArthur's I wills last week were outstanding. It was really serious. Yes. It was to the point. Yeah. It's like I, w- I wouldn't mind hiring him for clients who don't pay me. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so questions from our listeners. The first question is from Daniel Edwards. Hi, Daniel. Hi. He says, I want to put this one towards Kevin. Do you think we finally turn the corner? <laughs> I think you'll find that actually says, do you think we finally, finally tuned the, the corner? corner yeah. No, it says finally tuned finally the corner. Finally tuned the corner. Yeah, we finally have. We finally corner. tuned it. <laughs> we, yes, we have. Uh, we yeah. finally turned this corner. There are other corners on the way. True. Very true. And I'll still be furious if we don't win on Sunday. I'll just be sulking. Like I don't think we will. I don't, I don't. No, we will. I think we will. I it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter does it? Does I think we're going to finish tenth. Yeah, it does matter. Yes, it's, it's like an extra. It's an extra million. I, I, I think we'll, million we'll win five nil. I think. I think. Five nil. I, yeah. think I actually quite agree with John. I think. I think it'll will. be like Arsenal's last home game. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Cool. Yeah. But I'm going to get there a bit early because I imagine the atmosphere is going to be party like, mm. rocking. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, the next question is from Nick Shepherd. Hi, Nick. Hi, Nick. He says, "What pre-match rituals did the panel change to make a difference? Like, for example, not allowing JD to attend games." Oh, see, here's the thing. I was for the for the Leicester game. It's the first home game I've not been to for ages. Yeah. I was doing a weekend at gigs in Birmingham, and obviously, mm. was it was our highest ever margin, Premier League, Premier League margin of win. So well, I, I think saying, I'm the luck. I'm not allowed to well, go I anymore. I thought it was me because I missed the Brighton game and the Watford game and Leicester. But what so was I was it? Two, uh, yeah, two, two wins out of three. I was like, "Well, that's me." But I did go to Stoke on Saturday. Yeah. Tom's not. Uh, Tom's I not seen us lose. Tom's never seen us lose. Yeah, both of us. Yeah. yeah. At the before the Brighton game, I actually had a can of Gypsy Hill. Well, no. See, interesting. You say that because I'm, I'm, I'm tempted to take some of the credit here. Okay. Because for the bright before the Brighton game and the Leicester game, I had lager instead of Guinness. Wow. Okay. Wow. Coincidence? You I... tell me. <laughs> or just, yeah, coincidence. But if we, like we've said this How before. How arrogant we, is it, by the way, that we think? If, if we, <laughs> but there is, I'm convinced there's, if we could isolate them, the one person, every club's got one person, I think their ritual is what matters. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and really. I, I think that's yeah. really, really important. So, um, as the anthropologist speaking, ritual is, is, is a, and I, I take it seriously. So, one of the things I usually don't do is wear colours. 
and that's just a mind for mm. no reason apart from well, apart you, you from mean a, a scarf rather than a scarf, yeah, shirt. yeah. Right. So the, I think it was the Leicester game. I got in touch with Steph from the, Palace and Proud. Yeah, yeah. Palace yeah. and Proud. To see if she, I, I lost my Palace Foundation badge, right. and she bought one for me, and I put it on my oh. my coat, and it was five nil. Ooh. Now that's serious. I will put that down. What was I do it? What was so? I are you going to wear it again? Oh, oh yeah. Definitely. Until we lose, and then, then, it's gone. then oh, yeah. I got on the wrong train to Birmingham, so maybe it's yeah. that. Did I, you? Yes, I did. Yeah, I had to get like a one that was like five minutes later. So maybe it's I, yeah. I didn't do anything. My father-in-law has an 85th birthday every year. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Yeah. Are you still drinking the lager? Yeah. So Not for I had a, I've had a couple of nights sleep. Not <laughs> 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 still drinking it. Cool. But the Go ritual on, thing's yeah. interesting for players, though, isn't it? More so because it's like World War Two players. If if a player always puts his left sock on first, and then he goes on the pitch and realizes he didn't do it. Yeah. Chances are he'll have a bad game because that's playing on his mind. But then he'll blame. I'm the same before I go mm. on stage. The ritual, yeah. Performers are very much the same. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's probably more yeah. superstition. Hundred percent ritual, but the way the way we yeah, yeah. I mean, ritual? ritual is usually a kind of group a group thing. So oh, us oh, as fans, oh, okay. Okay. It's, you know, heavily ritualized how we act as fans. So it's all right. Do. One person goes left out of the bunny hole, but not everybody can do it. Right. Exactly. Right, okay. okay. Yeah, there's certain like we we, we never walk down. Yeah. The other side of the street. Yeah. That's that's one. I'd like to point out, yeah. by the way, to those people who go right down the bunny hole, you've been wrong all this time. It's all down to Which us. Which bunny hole? Left, the left between we go the left out the bunny hole. Homesdale Road. Underneath the, the train tracks. Underneath the train tracks. The little tunnel. Which way do you go right? Left. No, left, no, left. freak. You go maniac. right. I think I go both. It's because of people who go right. We've <laughs> lost, <laughs> <the first seven, laughs> we lost the first seven <laughs> games. Of course you go. <laughs> We lost the first seven games of the season because the people who go right out of the bunny hole. How dare they? Can yeah, we stop talking live. about the bunny hole? <laughs> okay, anyway, uh, let's, let's crack on. So I, just, I, I, I do know people who will not eat Tasty Jerk before the game. Oh, and I just, want, I just want to say that Tasty Jerk is an amazing jerk chicken. I'm drinking a can of Tasty Jerk right now. Okay, the next question is from the FM Newbie. Hi, Newbie. So it's an awards question. Who is our most improved player this year? Hennessy. Didn't we, did we, didn't we mention Hennessey, that on the previous pod? Hennessy. Well, we, it changes every week. Hennessy, yeah. Wambasaka. Hennessy's actually probably a good shout. MacArthur, maybe. I the, don't know. The centre back pairing. I would go down with Hennessy. Hennessy, I'll go Hennessy. Van Holt, yeah, there's yeah. quite a few candidates in that. In that. Hennessy, probably, yeah. Well, Van Holt started well. He had that bad spell when, as Johnson, the fans really turned against him around yeah. the Bristol City Cup yeah. game when suddenly he was the scapegoat for yeah. everything but I'd be happy with I, I think PVA is what we expect him to be like yeah. we knew he was going to you know um, but Hennessy has definitely had a, yeah. uh, an increased improvement I'll tell you who looks wow. really sharp since he came back Schlupp looks really good since he's yeah. come back yeah. cheeky I'm, number 10 there yeah. I know he's only played he hasn't played a full game yet but he looks he wow. looks full of vim and vigour doesn't he yeah, yeah. So everyone, much it's it's amazing, isn't it? Like, that, that, that conference shout squad can spread to everyone because every, yeah. we, we've mentioned five players. Then, yeah. Well, also, I think yeah. we should we say this. I think we should mention Townsend as well because he's not improved because he's always yeah. He's yeah. probably he's, always been, he's probably yeah. our most steady player. Probably yeah. him. He's and Luca, phenomenal. I love him. Him and Luca are players that you get eight out of ten every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and neither of them get the credit they deserve. Well, the same as we said this with MacArthur. MacArthur scored one goal against. Leicester back heeled yeah. the other one and yet not hardly a mention of him anywhere. Yeah. It was all Wilf. Yeah. Which yeah. But I think yeah, I think Townsend has got a big shout. 
Hennessy's would be Hennessy's. Looks like Hennessy's got it. So there yeah. you go. Um, Luke Sharkey. Hi Luke. Oh, hi Luke. Says realistically, who should we replace Benteke with? Benteke. Mal Salah. Diver. I, I, I think <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, oh, James, James MacArthur last pod said something really insightful, which was about um, Benteke, and you know you you have to you have to learn from these experiences as a player but also in life and you you adapt yourself to it and he seemed to be kind of beaming with confidence that that's what's going to happen with Benteke so you know taking the rose tinted glasses off there is that feeling that maybe we should be keeping him and there's also another reason I was speaking to uh, earlier this week, Laurie Dahl, ex-Eagle Eye Palace Echo, and he, we were talking about the transfer window, and he said, look, if you look at all the teams in the bottom half who spend big money on strikers in January, none of those strikers have performed. Wow. Swansea, if you look at Brighton, the Brighton strikers haven't, the, yeah. the new ones haven't performed, although they did give Murray competition. Yeah. I think that's a, but mm. all the others, there, there hasn't been one, um, maybe only Everton, with uh, Chelsea, yeah, okay, but uh, otherwise, Slimani going to Newcastle. You know, Swansea yeah. spent eighteen million yeah. on a striker who hasn't scored. Yeah. Wow, yeah, you know. So we are kind of. I'm not using that as a get out of jail card for Palace, but it's a really good point that actually getting rid of Benteke means that we better have someone bloody good lined, lined up, up because yeah. it can easily well, tank. The word coming out of the club is that Surlot is. Looks like a really good player at the moment. So, if, I mean, if you, if you've got Benteke, Solot, Wickham, well, Zaha. I mean, this is going to be does Zaha that, play down the middle with well, with Benteke? That's. I mean, that's already Zaha know. Townsend. That's already you, you add one player to that. That's a that's a decent mix of forwards. As yeah. Wickham, remember Wickham was looking like a Premier League player before he got injured at Swansea. Yeah, in the game which we accidentally started watching last night, didn't we? Yes, some reason we did, on BT yeah. Sport. It was showing and highlights, highlights of, of the five four. The, yeah, the yeah. Swansea. Yeah, one of those things when you were, you were awake, you think, "Oh, watch this!" But then we turned the last bit off. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, remember we won that game four three. So, but I don't think like, it's <laughs> that's when we yeah. turned it off. I, it's one. There's no sort of talk about like us lining up a strike. I mean, there's talk about Mikel Antonio. It's a big rumor. Loftus Cheek obviously is a big rumour, but there's no real talk of getting a striker in. I, I think Hodgson might be happy with the options we got if we keep Benteke. There's often it? not talk until the transfer window well, with us. There's yeah. no rumours. But as around, John but said, the transfer window talk needs to start soon because it's a short, mm-hmm. a short window. I think Arsene Wenger is yeah. going to be our new front man. And yet yeah. um, Burnley finishing seventh, or maybe sixth. Yeah, sixth might be able to get sixth. With no big name strikers, no big name players anyway. So maybe for teams of our ilk, it's not about big name strikers. Maybe it's maybe just the about big name strikers were inside us all along. <laughs> <laughs> but they were the friends well, we made along the way. It's an interesting yeah, maybe start not. from Jordan. If it hasn't worked, for it hasn't yeah. worked. For yeah, yeah. And maybe you know, maybe we're not. That's not how teams like us should be lining up. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, Dan, I mean, Danny, Ings, you know, it's it's hard to know sometimes because you, you, we know how journalists work. They pay, they, uh, you, you'll be amazed to learn a lot of it's made up. But I mean, Danny huh. Ings is is a striker's name that keeps. Mm-hmm. But basically, I think what happens is the papers look through clubs that Roy Hodgson's managed, and then look at players that are st- it's still in the Premier League that he's looked after, and then go. But also, oh, look at clubs we've recently bought. We recently yeah. got Saka off Liverpool. Yeah, you know, and. Benteke off Liverpool. Would you like yeah. some transfer-related questions? 
Because yes. you've got quite well, a few, and it seems like it's quite apt now. So, Aaron Scott. Hi, Aaron. All right, Aaron. Says, given the new early opening, May 17th, and closing August 9th of the transfer window. Wow, it's really early, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Do you think the club will conduct some of its transfer business before the World Cup? Or will it be after an unusual frenzied panic to get any player over, over the line? It's I interesting with the World Cup this summer, isn't it, John? Yeah. Mm. I think knowing a little bit that it's, you know, complex doing transfers you need lawyers in place i mean of course you want the world cup you want to see if there is this bargain but you know we're talking about a multi-million pound industry yeah. and we're talking about let's wait and see if there's a bargain <laughs> i mean yeah. this is weird right yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah you know with 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 technology nowadays we should be knowing who yeah. the heartbeat of every single player yeah. and if any, any players in the world exactly cup. Yeah. The, the, this is the key thing what is the philosophy we want at the club and then we get players to fit that philosophy. Yeah. So this idea of waiting for a bargain here and that, you know, of course, I'm not an expert in this area, but you're kind of thinking, I think we have to move quite quickly here. You know, so, it's got the best, you know, the, the, the best database in the world is Champions League manager. Really? Yeah, the, 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 yeah. the football, game. football manager. Championship manager. Football manager. They are offered on a regular basis millions yeah. for their database because their, their, their scouting system is better than any club. Better yeah. than shoot. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's, they don't that's have incredible. a little league table. Yeah. <laughs> I heard the, the that Sabutio is uh, the, the, <laughs> the prime database. The problem with the World Cup is, though, is teams are reluctant. If you use the World Cup to scout players, then you've got a very short space of time to buy yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. If you buy players from, who are in the World Cup before the World Cup, you worry about losing them for injury. Yeah. But also so players will be yeah. players will be uh, players playing in the World Cup won't really want to focus on transfer rumours and being chased well, yeah. by people. Obviously, yeah. they want to focus on yeah. the World Cup, but also you want for, yeah. people sp- to try and prove themselves yeah. first. So I'll spend most of the World Cup hoping that our players don't get Luca. Every time I watch mm-hmm. Serbia, be hoping Luca doesn't get. Injured, yeah. But you would like to think. I mean, it's interesting though, because like, as John points out, and John knows more about business than than we do, and Steve Parrish is a businessman. Financial considerations are always <coughs> probably mm. prime. And then again, there is no one seems to pay out, outright for a player. No one seems to pay thirty million pounds. It's always a five year deal with six yeah. million quid in. And and also, as Steve Parrish pointed out when he did the pod, sometimes you get players that your third, fourth, you know, you line up five players and you very rarely get your first and that's the reality I mean that yeah. and that's totally reality you know if you want to buy one player that club has to find a replacement if that replacement doesn't work yeah, you know, course, you know that, yeah. and that that's you know there's no real science and to the, that the, it's, the, it is the human nature yeah. the difference for us I think looking at our current squad is that if Huddersfield stay up if Swansea stay up they will need to spend a lot of money on players yeah. you kind of think if the worst comes to the worst and we don't bring anybody in the squad should be well, we well the first bring, team definitely. We will bring people in. Yeah. We know we've been, but you think yeah. if worst comes to the worst, this squad should be good enough with Hodgson having the pre-season to to at least be tenth again next season. Absolutely. Yeah. Can I just pick up your point though about the a club should pick its philosophy and then pick players to fit that? What should our philosophy be? Score goals, win games. <laughs> um, well, I think I think it, 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 the philosophy is a style of football. That not not that I mean if you look at what Roy Hodgson has created now by default, which yeah. is the fake number nine. Yeah. yeah, I'm not saying that that's how we. But there is we we we've reintroduced yeah. the South London in how we yeah. play. 
right? And that is brutal. We are vicious in the last few games. And the fear you hear um, centre-back saying we don't know how to handle the players. Mm. For me, that's my palace. That's my South London. That's swagger. That's swagger. That's Ian Wright, Mark Bright. That was Tony Finnegan. That was Andy Gray. That was, that we we would hurt teams like that. And we are now maturing in that way. And if we can say that's our philosophy and the way we play, then you look at, you try and look at players who are going to bring that into it. Yeah. You know, that's not local, just local players, but you know, who can play like that? People like Luca. Yeah. yeah but people like Luca, but I mean, I'm not going to, you know, but you know, if you're playing this quick game up front, you want brains, uh-huh. you know, brains cost money, but you know, Shakira, yeah. of you know, all the kind of, yeah. that type yeah. of ilk of player. Well, it's interesting to see the Stoke owners last night saying we made terrible mistakes because we we lost players like John Waters who yeah. were stoked yeah. through and yeah. through and didn't replace them with and it's kind of hard to actually define what you mean by a palace through and through but we however you define it the squad we have at the moment is as John says a, a palace squad it's people like Luca who are from working class backgrounds who have played for teams like Olympiacos who he compares mm. to palace who are unfashionable teams in their cities but have strong working class yeah. Fan bases, and that's the sort of player. That's the sort of players Passionate. we have. Passionate, Support yeah. Players and that, sort of very not insular, but yeah. very uh, tight knit clubs. And yeah, like exactly. every, we always say yeah, that yeah. whenever we have the conversation about whether or not we're going to sign uh, Ruben permanently or not, everyone always says we. He obviously loves the club. It was yeah. the same with Mama last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Within a short time of being they here, they yeah. loved it. They, they loved. Get, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they get it. Whatever it is, yeah. whatever it, yeah. it, it they is, get they it, get yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. It's the same thing with say Tompkins, right? He's a he's a West Ham boy, born and bred. Not no no more. <laughs> no, but he's but if you look at his that you know he brings that spirit and professionalism into how he plays for Palace, yeah. and it fits. Yeah, it, that's a really good example of yeah. the Palace philosophy, and he fits that. Yeah, you know that that yeah. that's yeah. that type of. But also wing play as well, and yeah, also yeah. having you know you look at our squad. Just simple things like always having... We've got five or six black players. Now. You compare that to Burnley, for example. Mm. It's just increasing. You know, the whole thing with the way they booed Bong the, uh, was shocking. Crazy. I mean, yeah. it, was, it, was a, yeah. it was an excuse. All this nonsense about, oh, we've been loyal to our ex-players. Nonsense. It's like, there's, there's a... you know, I'm not implying there's a reason why Burnley have only got one mm. black player. But, you know, we represent our local area you know it's got yeah. simple things like that it's yeah. like and you can just see the way they respond you can see the way Palace players respond to winning games you can see the way they respond to each other like again they all, the all the social yeah, media yeah, stuff when, yeah. when they all went to Benteke after when, when Zaha scored against Brighton they go it's like mm. there's a bond there there's a togetherness there that was missing a couple of years even yeah. a couple but, of years back but, was missing yeah. just carrying on yeah. about this idea of philosophy right and if we can kind of almost make it run through the whole club and if you're looking at the under twenty under 23s or whatever, right? The under 18s, the women, the women's team, they're all doing so well. Yeah. And there is that kind of swagger, mm. you know, and their players now we're identifying who've mm. kind of almost, not just, you know, on Basaka, but, you know, there are other players in there that we know that can almost kind of got that South London mindset, mm. Mm. right, of what Palace is about. Yeah. And that, it's so key that that's nurtured. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's why, absolutely. that's where I understand why, you, know, you listen to Five Live, you listen to Talk Sport, there's all these people going, what are Everton fans having to go to Allardyce for? They're, they're eighth, ninth, whatever. But I sort of understand it because he doesn't fit in with their perception of their philosophy. Their club, yeah. But he does with us, or he did with us, because he's, he's a rough and ready. You know, Everton fans have got a certain idea of the way they should be playing football, yeah. and that's what they're brought up with, and Allardyce doesn't fit in with that. And 
he does with certain other clubs and Roy does fit in with us and it's like I think a lot of times ex-players journalists don't don't get that they don't get like the South London thing they mm. don't get that they don't understand it's difficult to define what we mean by it mm. but we understand exactly what we yeah. mean by it but they don't get it yeah. they just think well of course you want you know, of course you want Guardiola at Palace of course you want yeah. Wenger at Palace yeah. like, no you don't but also that, yeah. but everything you've been talking about everything you've been saying yeah. there it all points for me to one person and that is Roy Hodgson yeah. and that is someone that yeah. does get it yeah, absolutely. and all well, this yeah, philosophy yeah. you're talking about has come from him because he is Palace he is yeah. South London he, yeah. get, he gets it I'd also yeah. throw Zaha into the mix. Yeah. I think oh, Zaha yeah, yeah, yeah. is very, for me, just his presence is, um, uh, without welling up, uh, <laughs> but his presence just is all that. You know? is, he's palace. I mean, yeah. Thornton Heath, Lamborghini, yeah. Barber. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. just and yeah. Um, Brand, a smile yeah. Yeah. and just hello, you know, yeah. honesty. Yeah. Integrity. You know, it's just brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, it's a brilliant. very South London club, yeah. it feels like. Well, I love yeah. that. For me, yeah. I mean, Wilf a couple of weeks ago, I think before the Watford game, when it was a brilliant, I think it was for Palace TV, but Sky showed it when, when he went, oh, some of the players are talking about mathematics if other teams do this. It's like, oh, just go out and beat the other teams, man. Yeah. yeah. Don't worry about mathematics. We yeah. just walk, I don't, said, I don't understand it. Yeah. Yeah. We just have to go out there and beat them. It's like, yes, that's the, that's, yeah, that's yeah, that yeah. 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 Okay, that's well, my hero, man. So, I love him. Moving on and talking well, a little bit more about transfers. Pete Carter All right, Pete. Pete. says, you'll probably get this a lot, asked a lot, and we do. We get it every week, and we will do throughout the summer. Um, out of the teams relegated so far, which players do you feel consider, we should consider signing? McCarthy. <laughs> We've already mentioned Shakiri. He's definitely one, I think. Yeah. Uh, I don't like Shakiri personally. I think he's really? a bit toxic from what I've seen. Yeah. So I can't. Oh, so actually, maybe not fitting into the philosophy. Well, I, I, I think that's really interesting. And that's not just in my opinion. Well, that's probably, how it comes across. He, he said in the week before the Palace game that five or six players weren't good enough to play for Stoke. And oh, really? He, he, he said... He admitted Was it in a big he, magazine article yeah, or something? He, he right? admitted that he went to the board and said, you have to get players as good as I am. Mm. And that's... I don't think we've got any... Also, maybe... Why are we getting players from relegated teams rather than decent teams? Yeah. Well, we should be going after yeah. Lee Raisan, yeah. eh? Jay Rodriguez. Some good players. Rodriguez. Yeah. Rodriguez. Solomon Rondon. You talked about it. You, you yeah. Jake Livermore as a no. midfield backup. No. Butland. I think he's okay. Uh, Butland. No, we keep, we're sorted for keepers. We're Giata. Yeah. <laughs> we're sorted for keepers. Shawcross. Never thought we'd say that. Nah, he's past it now, surely. Redmond. Red- Evans. Southampton aren't. We were linked with Evans, weren't we? Mm. A couple of weeks back. But no one really... Swansea's playing? Not after we watched that. How long did that, that four and a half hour they, game? I mean, Alfie, Andre, Alfie you, Mawson's good, but he'll go to someone else. Either of the Ayers? No, no one, nah. none of these people are better than people we've got in our yeah. squad already. That, I think that that's a really good... I mean, yeah. Shakiri is the yeah. only one I'd these, be interested yeah, in. These teams are going down for a reason. It's like... Yeah, and I even if that. they are good players they haven't performed well yeah. in the service of their club yeah no. if you yeah. talk about if you talk about backup I'd say Peter Krause because at least they give you a season of honesty and I like that humour yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay well speaking of a player staying Michael Bridge well, Bridgie <laughs> says uh, what can Roy do ahead of next season to stop an over-reliance on Wilf it's a big question isn't it I don't. I I think you need to ask a football coach that question. Yeah, to be mm. honest, I think we need to win a game without Wilf for that. You can't be a one man team, but also, it, also if you've got one, but if, if one you have always going to play, if you have a player like Wilf who is sort of magic to watch and does 
make stuff out of nothing and then why not sort of go forward as if he's always going to be there and always going to be working his magic yeah. you know there's no I don't think there's any sense planning for life without him when there's no indication that he's he's not going to be there apart from the injury crisis and stuff obviously when yeah. when he was injured but there will be, if he is injured there will be times he's not there so yeah, yeah but I think oh, really you, you, could also, <laughs> <laughs> you could also say there aren't that many teams who have even one player that yeah. is as important as that, that well, there's, two there's, or three but there was the, one move that <laughs> Uh, the move that led to Loftus-Cheek in the second half just firing over the bar from the angle when Wilf was being pulled down by I think it was a centre-back the ball was played up to Wilf he chested it down the centre-back pulled him like four yards and Wilf was strong enough to stay up and still play the ball on the referee it, uh, there's, I don't think there's no team that's going to be as effective or the same if you take any player out you know yeah, there's yeah. there's I'd, I'd like to see what we look like without Andros because I'm sure that would that would make a big difference as well I don't think I, I don't know I think Wilf is probably there's probably another three or four players in the Premier League who actually instill fear in yeah. the defence and that's a really important point yeah. the fact that he creates fear means it opens up the game for yeah. all the other Palace players so if Wilf isn't playing in a game because he's injured, the kind of hypotheses is what would it look like if we have Sacco, Loftus Cheek, Benteke, yeah. and Townsend in the same team? And I, I think we've never seen that because of injuries. Maybe something happens. Yeah, yeah. But we, it's almost like a kind of rebalancing of the mindset of what Wilf does for us, and we need to kind of know that we can do it ourselves without. We well, need the what, confidence yeah, that we can do yeah. that. Yeah. I think John's point about injuries is a really important one because a lot of the games that Wilf missed this season, three, four, five, six other That's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. It's, not ju- it's not just Wilf that exactly. was gone yeah. in the injury crisis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, well, on Wilf still, um, Cossa35 right, says, what's your opinion on the press and pundits pushing for Wilf to leave? I say, say every season, he's not going to leave. I don't think he will. But there are always going to be rumours of him. I think Sky, I think Hopkins looking to call one, wrote a really precise and accurate piece last week about uh, a Sky reporter doorstepping Wilf at the PFA Awards, basically, I think, going... Mm. And it ended up with literally going, where would he be next season? And Wilf going, well, hopefully at Palace. And he said, if you went to a bigger club, and Wilf went, I think, I'm more mature than when I went to Man U yeah. which Sky then presented as, as yeah. you know, Wilf, Wilf says he'll be happy to ready leave for, ready to yeah. which is I, I, I presume they do that for clickbait reasons I don't get any yes, indication that Wilf wants to leave um, I assume. It, would take, it was really interesting to hear Dominic Firefield on the pod a couple of weeks ago talking about how good his Wilf's wages are compared to Tottenham players yeah. For example, so it's going to take a lot of money yeah. to prize him away, and I don't think the club. Also, he loves the club. He loves Palace. Of course, he does. That's I, it. It boils down I, to I, that. I, it's I, not I, a mercenary. I think. I think the uh, the Wilf wage issue is is more important than we actually make out. Possibly because for, yeah. I think that it's actually a masterstroke by Parish because he won't necessarily earn much more if he went to Spurs. Um, or maybe even Chelsea, he will earn probably more through branding rights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and then he might have this idea of ambition and winning something. But there's also that this is the thing about Wilf. What I was saying about the kind of Lamborghini Thornton he thing, right? And it's the Southland mindset about being having a sense of groundedness. Mm. 
He's very attached to, yeah, to South London. The world knows Wilfred Zaha. He's yeah. clearly a South. The, yeah, 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 not, yeah, it's not like no one's. Right. He's, it's not like yeah. he's, he's going to be more visible. Yeah, he, or, you he, know. So there's this interesting thing of he's totally. He's got a good money package. A very good money package. And we say it all the time, but he knows that the grass isn't always greener yeah. from yeah. his time at Man U. You know. Well, you remember we had a, a question a couple of weeks ago saying, "Is he in danger of being the, the Matt Letizia of Palace?" And we just. I asked why is that a bad thing Letizia was the pundit last night in the Swansea Southampton game arguably one of the worst games of football I've seen and he said beforehand that he loved games like this when he's at Southampton he said three or four seasons they were in that situation and he said he thrived with the fact he wanted to be the one who scored the goal to keep Southampton up mm. because he knew that the fans would love him even more and he wanted to keep the club that he loved up and he said for him that was as good as winning mm. he said I was playing for England I wasn't going to win the European Cup anywhere else so I wanted to play for Southampton and, and keep them up it's like and I think I think Wilf you know Wilf's famous all over the world because he's a Palace player it's yeah, like, exactly. yeah. It's like, he's, it's like, he's not playing for England yeah, so that's it's, out the it's window. like Diego Costa at Atletico it's like yeah, uh, Torres at Atletico it's like people who are associated yeah. with, with one club who do their yeah. best thing and, and do mm. their best work at that one club and mm. for some players that's enough I want to go back to it yeah, yeah, want to, yeah. Atletico Madrid or yeah. South London I'd, you know, I'd, that, I'd, that's, what talking, that's what I'm talking about agree, yeah. that's yeah. what I'm talking about yeah, yeah. Downright yeah. cussed, awkward. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I've always loved Diego Costa. It's like I can't understand why people. Yeah. Like, oh no, I love him too. Um, okay, ninety. Oh, says despite being officially safe I can't help but still be looking below us in the table <laughs> it's probably 30 years <laughs> aboard the Palace roller coaster. <laughs> do the panel think a time will come when typical Palace will mean something positive like typical Palace in Europe again wouldn't that be lovely that's lovely isn't it that's Aww. a great I love the start of that Chris because I can't get mm. you know the piece of paper I've had for three months with all the permutations <laughs> on it yeah. I, yeah. I can't get rid of it I keep looking at it and going no that's no, fine I don't need it but I can't throw it away I keep looking yeah. at the table yeah. going, are, we sh- are you are sure you sure, <laughs> you, sure? Yeah. you can't it's like even on Saturday trying to find a way going hang on they can get oh no they're not they no you kept yet. saying no we're not 11 I was like we are you're we like are, no we're not no, because no, there's no. other results I was like no yeah. we, uh, that, they've happened yeah. we are even if you go to sleep at night, you still can't get that. Oh no, we're fine. It's fine. I I, I'm, my 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 eldest Dexter, he's starting his GCSEs on Monday, so he goes to school in oh. Stre- he goes to school in Streatham. See when Nathaniel Clyde and the Endar brothers went yeah, and all, yeah. all that gang. So on Sunday, he can go to the West Brom game, knowing that it's just it's you know, yeah. and, and ironically, yeah. the first exam is religion. <laughs> Catholic religion. <laughs> there is no other sort. That's a tautology. Good stuff. Okay, so next question is from Chris K. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. Chris. Says, Following the shocking revelation that Dwight Gale is still using his Crystal Palace suitcase <laughs> at Newcastle, <laughs> which other former players or managers do you think have stolen club property? And what did they take? Oh. Be very careful. <laughs> Kevin Muscat looks like he went back to Australia with quite a lot of stuff. <laughs> it was very. Dwight Gale was on uh, Goals on Sunday was he? with Chris Kamara. He was a guest with uh, the fullback, Newcastle fullback. And the first, I can't. But the first question I asked Dwight Gale was, "Have you bought any new luggage lately?" And his, the other Newcastle player went, "I told you he was going to get that." <laughs> and he was Dwight Gale was quite. He was quite sweet about it. He just went, well, it's a good bag, man. It's a nice bag. <laughs> I, now tell me if this is slander. I reckon Pardew definitely had some of the copper wiring out the walls before he left. <laughs> That's probably all right, isn't it? Yeah. I, I, maybe Pardew, um, t- 
took one of the mirrors that he bought in the first place to have uh, Maybe that's a little bit more. No, <laughs> okay, um, moving on. Okay. I imagine, I was just trying to think, Neil Ruddock, the, the canteen would have been looking around going, hang on, where's the, where's the chocolate? There was more double-deckers than this when we yeah, got. We had, Did you count yeah. the Mars we had, bars? We had 400 tea bags here, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> tea bags, such a word. Same, things, same so. as Tommy Black. I reckon Pulis was nicking toilet paper. <laughs> That's why he was in it. That's why he was in at seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah, uh, yeah I believe that one. Doing okay, yoga. That's a good question. Um, Cole Craster. Hi, Cole. Hi, Cole. Says, did our season pivot on a particular goal or win? And if so, which? Uh, the win against Stoke. Because we were saying. I'd I'd offer one. I'd, yeah. But maybe not a, a win as such, but a, a run that ended on the win at Leicester in December. That was a big old run of games yes, there. Yes, it was, yeah. I think the way you win at Southampton, which was off the back of the City game, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think yes, that it was the first game of 2018. Yeah, I think that was... I think that was one of the results that got that's me more excited. Yeah, because yeah, City was oh, New Year's that's, Eve. That's gone really quickly. Because <laughs> after the nil-nil draw with City, we kind of thought, well, they're going to be exhausted. They're gonna yeah. be, and, then, and also because Hodgson made a couple of changes and we went for it. We were so. behind and... Yeah, that was big. Although I suppose really the Chelsea game would be... The, the but, like, but that the Chelsea one was like a kickstart to the season. Whereas yeah. I think you're right. The Southampton game, first game of the new year, and having gone through over Christmas, not not you know losing the Arsenal game, it should have yeah. beaten City. And you think, oh, we're on a the, dip, and we just. Sort of, I well, I I was actually the Burnley one nil was was good because Burnley were on a good run mm. of form and it was a proper old fashioned mm. bloody minded result, especially know, after so. the Burnley result at the end of last yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. I th- I I think. Pivotal part of the season was the reaction after Benteke took the penalty against Mm. Bournemouth, and I'll tell you why: because that could have broken the team. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. the cracks could have started them. So good, yeah, and they didn't. Yeah, and that shows something how mature. Yeah, the inf- you know the the, yeah. the the group was yeah yeah, and that's really important. We can't underestimate uh, that. Well, also that's so yeah from uh. a fan's point of view, and I think we may have mentioned this, but when Benteke missed that chance against Liverpool, I think he was, mm. when, which was a harder chance than we thought. When there was a split second when it looked like the whole ground was going to turn against him, and there seemed to be a collective decision not to. Yeah, and there was a bit of localized grumbling, but no one. I think that was quite pivotal as well because yeah. that could have affected the players and does it, does it show actually that like, mentally the players and the fans this season were all sort of a lot stronger than we realised that we won't be able to get mm. through these moments like this and not collapse I think well, it's because the low point of the season came it's not like the relegation battles before when we were fifth at Christmas with Pardew yeah. or whatever it was we, we were bottom of the table yeah. and we'd all sort of consigned ourselves to relegation yeah. so there was only the only place to look really was up yeah. Yeah. and it's just like a tentative kind of yeah. it's not why we're sliding down it's like oh okay maybe there's something you know Yeah, it's just a maturity it was like maturity yeah. back at Paddock well it's like it was, it, was, it, was, it was you saying it to me Dad about uh, when it started to look like West Brom Stark and Southampton were like serious danger of relegation you pointed out that they, they're not used to that because they're all established Premier League teams yeah. whereas we're used to relegation battles yeah. we can sort of take it with a bit more fortitude the players know Absolutely. that a bad result yeah. in a relegation battle isn't the end of the world and they, they're accustomed to absorbing the pressure as the fans are whereas you know Absolutely. Uh, yeah. teams that aren't used to doing that might 
crumble or go into free fall. So which well, also I think did. we could, yes. because we changed managers so early, we didn't have that option again. So that kind yeah. of focuses the players yeah. a little bit. They kind of well, they know Roy's going to be the manager. Time. Yeah. He's yeah. got the experience and the patience. Yeah. But I think we've talked a lot about in the past about the connect between the fans and the club, which did disappear for a little bit. But that's back a hundred percent back. It's, it's, yeah, I think oh, the yeah, atmosphere this question. season has been as good hmm. as it's ever been. I and think. I think you're right on Sunday, yeah. which we'll come on to in part three. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be rocking. There are a lot of comments from other people, um, yeah. especially in the, the latter half of the season, about how good the atmosphere is. Yeah, yeah. Palace, which is always nice well, we have to also yeah. remember that you know this season's been one of the first seasons in the Premier League where there've been continuous empty seats. In the stadiums, right? Yeah, and you don't see that uh, in, in, yeah. in you know yeah. in that way. Or Man City yeah, as yeah. well, you know, and the, these clubs. And I well, mean, okay, we're twenty six thousand. We're expanding, but yeah. you know, there is something about mm. it, it's, it's incredible. Well, that's about, why that's why Sky like us. Yeah, because uh, we talked last night. It was a watching, good vibe on watched, TV. But watching the Swansea Southampton game when Southampton scored, it just went quiet for fifteen minutes. Mm. That wouldn't have happened at Palace. Mm. We might have lost the game, but the, like, that 15 minutes would have been noise all the way through to the end of the game trying to get... Yeah, there is... I guess that philosophy you go back to again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah everyone gets it. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, finally then, final question from is from Neil Costco. I'm, I'm willing up. All right, Neil. <laughs> I'm willing up. It's beautiful, isn't it? It's right, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think it's the uh, Gypsy Hill beer. Um, final question. From it's he- Hepcat. <laughs> Whatever it's called. It's very good with lamb. <laughs> he's, he's not as good at it. While weighing a rim. I've got about hat. 20% left. I'm, I'm, I'm working my way through. Whatever it. it's called. You're nowhere yeah. near as good at the branding stuff as, <laughs> yeah. as John I. <laughs> anyway, Neil Koska. Hi, Neil. Come on, Neil. Says, can you recommend any good podcasts uh, for the summer? I'm going to need a distraction throughout the summer so I can avoid the media trying to shop Wilf around. Maybe well, thanks. Is that a football podcast? There's one or? called the Podcast Extra, apparently, which is <laughs> yeah. very, I hear is very well, good. Well, no, I think yeah. Neil is leading us towards uh, whether we will do anything in the summer but I think we said we would do one a World Cup one Couple and, World Cup a, ones, and a fixture list one when if you yeah. need anything to drink while listening to your podcast <laughs> I can highly yeah. recommend but yeah so let's watch this space because we'll, we'll do something in the World Cup to fill, yeah, to fill yeah. the gap yeah, yeah. yeah good okay well thanks for your questions as ever after the break we'll be previewing Palace's final game of the season so join us in a bit Welcome back to the Fabio Plan Podcast. Hey! hey. Point two, up. 56, sponsored by Vector Printing for your printing board. You need to go to Vector Cody Kays. Right? Okay. And JCIS, a global research and brand consultancy from South London. I will. Visit JCIS. <laughs> 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 that was quick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, Palace versus West Brom on uh, Sunday, the Padre Derby, as no one calls it. Um, <laughs> a, a dead rubber in that they're down and we're up. What? And Johnny Brayson has sent us a question. Hi, Johnny. Hi, Johnny. He says, do we play the West Brom game with league position in mind? And I feel like I know what you guys are going to say. Or is this a time to try out youth options in bracket daily uh, and say goodbye to legends in brackets Spironi? Why can't it be both? Um, well, John has... What is it, an extra million quid if yeah, we got it's a couple position. of million. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, also, I think Hodgson, it seems that he would want to win every game yeah, he yeah. plays. I think I'd, he would. It'll be a strange atmosphere. I'm hoping the Palace fans join in the applause for Darren Moore from the West Brom fans as well because yeah. Darren Moore strikes me as somebody who, if he wasn't West Brom, would be 
would be par. I kind of like West. That's why I feel a little bit for West Brom and Stoke because they they're similar clubs to us, similar size, yeah, similar fan base, working class areas. So you know, I'll with, take no with pleasure Darren Moore though, do you think actually them getting relegated might have done him him a favour because actually they might he have more of a chance maybe staying on and getting the job full time? I think it's really interesting. It's, it's what we were talking about last night. night. It's quite interesting how many pundits like Gary Neville said there's a world of difference between taking over a team with absolutely nothing to lose. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, then, yeah. and then planning yeah. for a whole season. Yeah. Yeah. A whole but he deserves club. a chance. He does. The only, he won, he won manager of the month and got on, the, on the same day that he got relegated. I suppose yeah. the other thing from West Brom's point of view is that if you don't make him manager, then what do you do with him? Do yeah. you say, thanks very much, you're going back to being number two. But, well, Keith did three times. Yeah, us. it's true. But, uh, you know, he's... I take no pleasure in Stoke and West Brom going down. There will be an interesting atmosphere. I... I don't think Roy's... I think we'll say goodbye to Sperone at the end on the lap of Ron. I don't think he'll well, be... Well, why are we saying well, we goodbye? I mean, we, 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 we need three keepers, right? Wardy, we're assuming. Yeah, we don't know. I mean, Wardy looked like he was saying goodbye after the Leicester game. He's a, he'll he? be injured by the looks of that injury he yeah. got in Stoke. That's true, so. yeah. So oh, yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah. I, so I, I wonder if we're going to be playing lone players. So does Loftus-Cheek play? Because if he gets injured... That's a good point. Then there's, that's a really the good other, point. The yeah, other yeah, thing yeah. is he wants to still Very have that good. chance of getting into the so England squad so yeah, as he no, play. That's a good point, yeah. But let's assume he won't play because he's a lone player. Yeah. And nor will, you know, any, any well, the, the lone players we've had. So... Yeah. So you have to kind of put that into account. So do we play Benteke, Soloth up front? With well, Zaha, I mean, I guess it would be the intensity of... It's not going to be a physical game, you imagine. Mm. I, I would, I'd be surprised if Soloth didn't get a run out. I think, yeah, I I think you might even somewhere. see a daily or someone else on the bench. On the bench, maybe. You know, maybe yeah, not think, playing. But I, I think, think you'd be surprised. Yeah. I think it's going to be pretty much an unchanged team. It would be very right, wouldn't it, to go as an unchanged? I think, yeah. Well, both, I think... Because whenever we speculate on this, it's always... What you've seen of Darren Moore, I think Darren Moore will want to honour the West Brom fans that are there with mm-hmm. a proper performance. I think Ed might be right. It might be... It might be unchanged, maybe. Pretty much, you know, proper first teams, and then but on the bench you might see a couple of... A couple of youngsters giving yeah. a chance. I think if... if if Chungy can't get on in this game, then that, the writing is definitely on the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think yeah. the writing's been on the wall for a while think, with yeah. Chungy, yeah. hasn't it? I think yeah. he is. Unfortunately, I think he is off. Yeah. The writing says, yeah. f*** off, Chungy. <laughs> <laughs> it would be nice. I think Sorry. so. probably get... <laughs> could beat that. <laughs> yeah, it might be, uh, he might not even start with Wolf. He might just say, let, you know, try a up, up front, see what he's like. I, I hope we. I, I hope we don't do. It. I mean, I hope we do have an exciting starting eleven, regardless yeah, of what that yeah. is. You know, but we don't drop Wilf. Yeah, and you know, we. I think Wilf has to start. I think you might see Schlupp starting because he's yeah played yeah. well in the last couple of games. I think it's going to be a good. I mean, whoever starts, it's going to be a fun atmosphere. It's going to be a nice yeah, yeah. round yeah, off the season. They can I'm do guess, a lap of honour and yeah, not worry yeah. about it. I'm, I'm guessing. <laughs> I'm guessing the. Uh, the HF will have a really a good display as well for, hopefully for, yeah. Yeah. yeah hopefully yeah. cool yeah. Oh, well, maybe what they might the HF might have Gypsy Hill <laughs> Hepcat which is every part of the pod now isn't it right yeah. okay good. it's every minute well they the listen pod. to every part of the pod <laughs> as well oh obviously I don't, is there any news are we planning to wear the new we're wearing the new kit I don't on? think I think the deal no. oh, the Macron deal would take it to enough. every game okay. so I'd be surprised right. um, cool okay well look that's it that's the end of the penultimate pod of the season oh. well no not including the extra pod of the season uh, Kevin thanks for being on the pod you're welcome it's your house uh, John <laughs> yeah, thanks maybe we should do the extra pod here it's the only chance I've got of getting on it we did do the, the Man City one technically was an extra pod but anyway uh, John thanks for being on we still you so much it, despite it being in your kitchen <laughs> love having you on the pod sorry uh, and Ed 
Hey, thanks. <laughs> I'll see you in Europe. It's his house as well. Um, cool. Okay, so that's it's the first time you ever said that. Oh, no, it's not. It's my house. Oh, it is, yeah. Right? You don't want that on recorded. Um, thanks <laughs> for listening. Uh, we're with you again after the West Brom game, the extra pod, and then the final pod of the season next week. So look out for that. In the meantime, enjoy your week, and we'll see you then. Bye. 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 My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. Select Quote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Sports Social Podcast Network.